Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. All right, we're halfway home on this Thursday edition of the Burns and Gambo show, and we still have not played the breaking news sounder, because we don't have an update yet on Kevin Durant and his status, waiting to hear some information, and again, our promise to you, if anything comes down between now and 6 o'clock, we're going to play that breaking news sounder. You're going to hear it. We're going to react to it. It's probably going to be the main thing we talk about for the rest the rest of the day. But as it stands right now, no updates. So in the meantime, Devin Booker became the first player in Suns history to score 35 or more in four straight games after dropping 44 on OKC last night. But that is not the story. Kevin Durant left Footprint Center in a walking boot after the Suns beat the Thunder by 31 last night. Here's head coach Monty Williams after the game. We'll get more testing done tomorrow. But right now, it's just a ankle sprain, and we don't have anything official to report. And here's Booker after the game. Tough, but, you know, you look around the league even today. You know, I think Luka went out today, Brandon Ingram. It's just unfortunate, you know, things that you can't control, especially Kev's. You know, he's just going through pregame workouts. So, you know, control we can control. You know, the situation happens. He's in good spirit. You know, that's all that matters to me. So, you know, the rehab process starts now. Soft tissue injuries, just the nature of the business in this league. I mean, you play this game, you're going to end up with them. A lot of guys end up with these type of injuries. It's not a broken bone. It's a soft tissue injury. On book, what was incredible about the 44 points last night is he did it in 27 minutes. Mm -hmm. He was 17 out of 23 from the field, and he did it very efficiently. He shot 74%, and he did it in 27 minutes. An incredible performance by Devin Booker last night. Yeah, look, as we wait more information, you know, there's the walking boot. I know there are reports out there that it might be a four to six week deal. It just depends on the severity of the sprain, the grade of the sprain. It will dictate how many weeks. Basically, there's about five weeks left in the regular season. So, you know, depending on how many weeks he misses, you can kind of look at the schedule and figure out which games he's not going to be there for to find out. The thing about it was as soon as he suffered the injury last night in the pregame warm-ups, he got right up and finished his pregame warm-ups. Well, it, it, it does take time when you just you, you you hit it like that. It takes time for the swelling. It takes time for the inflammation. It takes time for that. It's just not automatically. Um, it's not like when you tear like your Achilles or you tear your ACL. Um, but I think so. That might have been it. You know, listen, Kevin wanted to play so badly last night, man. He he was so down. He wanted to play so badly. Yeah. So I'm sure he felt awful. Uh, meanwhile, in a somewhat related story, uh, Warriors forward Jonathan Kaminga rolled his ankle during pregame warm-up routine today. He will not play tonight against the Grizzlies. Now, I don't care about okay. Kaminga necessarily, but it's just sort of, what the hell's going on here? Right? Wow. Second straight night, pregame warm-ups, somebody rolls their ankles, in or an ankle in pregame warm-ups. So, that's, uh, apparently it's going around in the NBA. The full list of comp picks came out today in the NFL. The Cardinals are going to get three of them. They get the 33rd pick in the third round for Christian Kirk, the 34th pick in the fifth round for Chandler Jones, and they get the 36th pick in the sixth round for Chase Edmonds. They get a third rounder, a fifth rounder, and a sixth rounder for Kirk, Chandler Jones, and Chase Edmonds. I'm sure Monty Austin 
Court is thrilled right now to get those extra picks. You knew they were coming, but just to, to make sure to have them now gives you more flexibility, gives you more room to maneuver and do things and add players that you need for this roster. As expected, the 49ers got seven comp picks, including three third-rounders, for losing minority coaches and executives to head coaching and GM yeah. jobs around the league. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And that was, that, and that, that was expected. But that's a, that's a good way to promote quality minority candidates to jobs because if they go on and do bigger and better things, you get draft pick compensation for that. The New York Jets are becoming more confident in their chances of landing quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Sources close to the situation told ESPN's Diana Rossini on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think at this point now it's just about compensation. What do you got to give up? They want him. It's clear that Green Bay is ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go with love. Uh, they drafted him a first round a few years ago. He's sitting for a couple of years. It's time. Like, it's time for Aaron Rodgers to go play somewhere else. Uh, the Jets seem like the only option for him right now. Ian Rappaport is reporting Jimmy Garoppolo is likely to draw interest from three teams next week when free agency opens. The Carolina Panthers, the Vegas Raiders, and the Houston Texans. Texans have the McDaniels connection. The or, or the Raiders. To think where I think the Raiders have the 49ers connection. Pardon me. The Texans have a connection because of D'Amico Ryan's and the offensive coordinator. Panthers don't have much of a connection at all with Jimmy G previously. I would think he goes to the Raiders. That would probably be where I'd put my money to. I would think. He's still a starting quarterback in this league. Yes, he like is. He's not like Baker Mayfield where you look at him and say, hey, yep. dude, you're not a starter anymore. You're a backup. No, Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at him and say, you know what? You could still start. You're not top 10, but you're not bottom 10. Yeah. You know, you're that middle tier guy. I mean, if you get him for a decent price, I mean, it makes sense to bring him in as a starter. All right. ASU basketball, huge game tonight against USC. No, this is everything. After beating Oregon State last night, the Sun Devils' second game in the Pac-12 tournament tonight against the Trojans. It's at 930. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports. If they win, is it enough? That's the question. I'm going to say yes because the one I'm going to say yes because it gives them a win over USC. Even though they lost them less, it would give them a win over a, a quad one team that's probably going to be in the tournament. But they also have the biggest win of any of these bubble teams. There's not a bubble team that has a bigger win than they do. I mean, they beat U of A for goodness sakes on the road, so that's big. I think you a USC win gets them, and I think a USC loss buries them for good. U of A men's basketball begins tournament play tonight after a bye. They match up against Stanford at seven o'clock. Yeah, they lost to Stanford in Stanford. Stanford was unconscious, but remember in that game, Tabellus was in foul trouble. He only had four points and like no rebounds in the game. He was he was just in played 17 minutes. He was in foul trouble the whole game. Stanford shot lights out. They couldn't miss a shot to save their for their lives. They hit everything they put up. Arizona has won seven straight games played in Las Vegas. 6-0 under Tommy Lloyd. They've never lost a game yep. under Tommy Lloyd in Vegas. But seven straight, six with Tommy Lloyd. They love Vegas. And NAU basketball's run ends with a Big Sky Championship game. Lost to Montana State last night. They cut it to five with about four and a half to go. They could never really get any closer than When's that. When's the parade in downtown? What's, what's, the, what's the big area downtown? Uh, San Francisco Street in downtown. Right downtown San Francisco Street. They made it to the championship game of their tournament. Yeah, like two people are going to show up if they yeah, have that parade, parade in that. Flagstaff. Plus, Let's go. I don't know if you've heard. There's a lot of snow on the ground in Flagstaff right now. I don't know really if it's parade weather. Syracuse basketball coach. We knew this yesterday, but Jim Beheim out after 47 seasons. Do you see his press conference after the game yesterday? He kind of made it seem like it wasn't his choice. Very awkward press conference yeah. for Jim Beheim. Like, like he had the smile on his face. Like, did you want out? Are they forcing you out? He wouldn't give any clear answers. It was really 
really, really odd. That guy was coaching that basketball program in the 70s. Gerald Ford was the president when he took over. Gerald Syracuse Ford was basketball. the president. That's nuts. And MRI on the left thigh of Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic revealed no damage. A return to the lineup will come as the discomfort allows him. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Mavs, without him last night, or once they lost him, lost to the Pelicans in NBA At this point right now, there's so many teams that are like, man, I'm just trying to get to the end of the season and get my guys healthy. I think that's the only thing that matters for no a lot of these teams. Brandon Ingram left that game as well with a knee injury, I believe. Grizzly center Steven Adams, he's set to be out at least another four weeks. He needed a stem cell injection in the PCL of his right knee, which means he's probably out for most of the regular season as well. The Grizzlies are taking on some hits right now. That's a shame. They had a good team. They had a good roster. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, the John Morant injury, the Clark injury, now the Steven Adams injury. It's not going to be enough for them to overcome it. Like, they'll make the playoffs because they've got such a cushion uh, to get in there, but their chances of, you know, you know, being a team that could win the West is over now. The Coyotes are back in action tonight as they're taking on the Predators in Tempe. That's a 7 o'clock puck drop, and you'll hear it on ESPN. Coming off a good win against the Blues. Coming off a really good win yes. against the Blues in which Veg stood on his head, had a great game. The goaltending continues to be very impressive for the Coyotes. Well, they've done an outstanding job of identifying goalies and then developing those goalies. Corey Schwab, the goaltender coach, is phenomenal. They've always had good goaltending coaches from back when Sean Burke was here. Schmaltz is playing good right now. Keller's been on fire. He's uh, he's having a he's playing really really well right now. So um, you know, and then you've got the, the the new Richie. They traded one Richie for another. He'll make his debut tonight for against Nashville. Coyotes also made a trade today. It's allowed because it's a minor league player. Right, so he's going to go play and help Tucson. Yep, Stephen Camphor from Detroit. Mm. They assigned him to the Tucson Roadrunners. They're going to send future considerations to Detroit. And a happy birthday to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Today's their birthday? 28 years ago today, the franchise was awarded to Jerry Colangelo and his group of investors. In fact, if I remember right, the name of the resort was the Breakers in Florida, where Major League Baseball held a press conference. I remember the day very, very well. Went out and bought a Diamondbacks hat that afternoon. Did you purple one, Teal? The white you... one. Remember the white one they the used white to wear one. with the with the purple bill? Yeah, I, I went out and bought one. I'm like, we got a baseball team. That was 25 years ago? It was 28 years oh, 28 ago. 28 years ago. 28 Jeez. years ago. This is the 25th anniversary of their first right, And then ever they hired season. Buck Showalter, who just sat there for like two years before they had a franchise. He was, planning, right? he was planning how high the players were required to wear their socks when they were on the field. It's very important they got Buck in nice and early to get Listen, that. Listen, I'm right? only going to have Heinz ketchup here. Nothing else will do. <laughs> that was Buck. When we come back, text the word Valley and become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. Again, text the word Valley. Valley to six two zero six two zero. Are we cursed? Like <laughs> seriously, are we cursed? Are you really asking that question? That's the question we'll try to answer next on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We just found out that uh, Kevin Durant is not going to play tonight due to left ankle soreness, and it may have to do with him slipping during a warm-up. John Bloom last night. <laughs> we will update our Twitter poll question of the day coming up at 4.30. But basically, it's an open-ended question. Where were you when you found out Kevin Durant wasn't going to play? And, and I, I'll tell you right now, if you were in that building, and you didn't know until Vince Murata started announcing the names. Boy, do I feel bad for you. 
I mean, I really, I that that because I that would I would feel for anybody who paid premium money to make sure they were there last night, only to find out 15 minutes before tip-off. And there was nothing anybody could do. Nope, not it, nobody's it's, fault. It's, it's nobody's fault. Nobody's to blame. Nobody, it's, it's, it happens. Stuff happens. Guys turn their ankles. You said it in the 4 o'clock reset. It's a soft tissue injury. Man, in the NBA, They're those so things common. happen every day. So common. But I do feel for anybody of the 18,000 people who were there last night who paid premium dollars because they wanted to be there to see Kevin Durant's first home game. And and how about Tory Craig? They announced Tory Craig, and everyone's like, "What? Tory Craig? Tory Craig starting? Yeah, what, why, why is Durant coming off the bench? Yeah, it, it's it's Bloomer John Bloom was on with Wolf and Luke today, and he said the atmosphere at the beginning of the game was just weird. So I was going to do the starting lineups on radio and also talk about the game and obviously get to describe it for the audience. But for me, it was knowing that KD wasn't playing before everybody else in that gym probably found out because they weren't on the social media necessarily and they weren't seeing the video from Kellen Olsen. And so now Vince announces the starting five and there's no KD and I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these people with these quizzical looks. You know, the kids looking up at the parents going, wait, where is he? That was eerie. I mean, I've never felt like that before in a gym. Wow. And... It was it was shocking, and then I think after you you know, hey, listen, nothing you could do if you paid money for the ticket and look, you got to see a great performance by Devin Booker, you know you if you and, and so I'm not really I don't really worry about that. Like if you paid a lot of money because you wanted to see Kevin Durant, you, you didn't get to see him. You'll get to see Kevin Durant at some point, I'm sure. Um, but you got to see a tremendous performance by Devin Booker. He scored 44 points for goodness sake in 27 minutes. It's not the same. It's, I, it's not the same. I, listen, it is what it is. Nothing you can oh, do about it. Like you, you can't change it. I just, I just know that there Rather than are, getting beat by twenty to Oklahoma City, you got to see the Suns win. You got to see Book have a great performance. But you, you, you know, you're not going to be able to say you were at Kevin Durant's first game in Phoenix. No, and, and it's like people who've got massive amounts of disposable income. I don't feel that bad for you. If you're somebody who you, you're barely scraping two nickels together and you spent them all to get into that game last night, I feel for you. I feel bad because you wanted to see Kevin Durant. And you didn't. Again, no one's to blame. And yeah, Devin Booker put on a show and yeah he even said after the game you know the city's been waiting on this it's a big day um you know we'll reschedule the party uh, i'm sure they'll be back people that missed out on tonight I, you know i tried to give them a little something um to make it better but you know we're still anticipating his his debut here all right let's talk about what we know okay and what we know right now is not much more than we knew at the beginning of the show we, we know that we're awaiting an update from the suns we are not guaranteed an update from the suns I don't want to make it sound like we know for sure we're getting one. We don't. We know that he rolled the ankle last night about 20, 25 minutes before the game, half hour before the game, whenever it was, and he was ruled out right before tip-off. When he rolled it, he got right up, he tied his shoe, and he finished his workout for another 10 minutes. But often the swelling is delayed in moments like that. It is. And now we wait to see. Is it a grade one sprain, grade two sprain, grade three sprain? Because the amount of time he's going to miss is basically based off of that. Yeah, it really is. You know, I spoke with a very prominent sports uh, doctor today to really go over it. And there's three ligaments outside the ankle. A grade one, if it comes back, you hear, hey, grade one, that's the most common. It's a minor tweak. No tear at all, just inflammation. That's easy to come back from. Grade two, not uncommon, but it means one of the ligaments is torn. At some points, part of that ligament or all that ligament is torn. Um, and then the other ligament is sprained. So you've got a torn ligament and you've got a sprained ligament, that's a grade two, four to six weeks, you're out.
grade three is two of the ligaments are both torn. The ATF and the CFL, that's a six to eight week recovery. That's a bad injury. All of them soft tissue history, injuries um, to heal it. You're talking rest, ice, physical therapy, maybe some ESEM stuff. Um, but it's a good sign. This is what I was told. It's a good sign that he has had and the same injury on the same ankle before, because then you develop scar tissue that leads to less bleeding. There's some positives in the healing process that he's actually it's not a first time that injuries occurred, that that injury has happened a couple of times, makes it easier for the healing process. It's also good news that it's not the leg with the Achilles situation that he dealt with a couple of years. Ago. Yes. What I was told on that was that it, that would have indicated to many a, a weaker leg. Right. I mean, the Achilles injury and then the ankle goes and you would have been concerned about that wouldn't have meant it for sure but it might have indicated just a weaker leg one leg is weaker than the other compensates a little bit here and there and then again I mean it's um, you know if the re-injury it's already scarred it's already got scar tissue there's going to be less swelling associated with it Uh, but a history of ankle sprains does mean a quicker recovery believe it or not now I know uh, we don't have our heads buried in the sand you and I both know there is a report out there suggesting that it's likely a grade two sprain. We don't know that. We okay. do not know. We do not know that. Uh, that has not been independently reported on by anybody outside of one media source. And so we don't know if it's grade two. And then the leap from grade two to he's going to be out four to six weeks. Again, we know that's out there. We know that's being talked about. None of that has been corroborated or reported by anybody else at this point. So we wait and see, is it grade one? Is it grade two? How many weeks is he going to miss? We, we know this. There are roughly five weeks left in the regular season, okay? And I went through it and looked at it week by week. If he's out one week, here's the games he's going to miss. If it's two, here's the games. Three, here's the games. If it's five, that's the rest of the regular season. There's not that much time left. There's 16 games left in the season. All right, so if it's five, I think the thing that we're all really worried about is that it's going to be a grade two, and he's going to be out six weeks. And something like that doesn't put him back until you're in the middle of a playoff series in the first round. Now, we'll talk about in the next segment, because we're not done talking about this, but in the next segment, we'll talk about these upcoming 16 games. How do they survive it? How do they get through it? What do they do? I mean, we'll cover all of that. Right now, we're all literally standing by waiting for some sort of a breaking news update from you or Woj or Shams or anybody who does this kind of stuff for a living with the knowledge of what kind of spray is it? How long do they think he's going to be out? Like, remember Devin Booker. When Devin Booker re-aggravated his groin injury on Christmas Day, okay? And I will never forget this because Tim Ring was filling in for you that week between Christmas and New Year's. The Suns were very proactive a couple of days later in announcing Devin Booker is going to be reevaluated in four weeks. And Ringer and I were like, oh my God, four weeks for Devin Booker? Like, we were like, oh crap. I, I, I don't know for sure the Suns will do the same thing with Kevin Durant. But I have to expect that when they have the information, they'll pass along something to let everybody know. They did it with Devin Booker, sure. right? They, they, yeah. they did it with Cam Johnson. He'll be reevaluated in X number of weeks. The only one they've never really done it with is Chris Paul. 
They've always been a little, right, kind of low-key secretive about Chris Paul and his injuries and not necessarily telling you a whole lot. Everybody else, they've kind of given you time frames. You know, one of the things I have lines. to find out, too, is like if there is swelling and inflammation, do they need to let that go down a little bit? Before get, they know? Before you know for sure. Like, you know, before you know for sure. The Assuming he's getting an MRI today, which Monty suggested there was imaging that he was going to get today, I would imagine that MRI would tell them what they needed regardless of whether there was swelling or not. According to reports, he left last night in a boot. That might just be a precaution. Um, and that's what we know. We're just, we're just waiting. We're just waiting. I think we're assuming he's not going to play Saturday. I think we're assuming he's going to miss at least a oh, few games have to because of this. going to be out that game, yeah. You would think? I'm going to ask that right now. Would the swelling prevent the MRI from showing a full injury? Because I think that could be so. I would think with the MRI, you'd probably know. But we listen, it's 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 4.30 in the afternoon. Like, we don't know. Like, they haven't said anything yet. They they could be waiting. You make, Sometimes you may want to confer with somebody else or just have a couple different people look at the imaging and stuff like that. There could be a thing where there is swelling and that, that affects affects it um but i would imagine it's like we there was an expectation that at some point today we would get kind of an update on where kd is we haven't got it yet i'm starting to think that if we don't have that by five o'clock today i don't know that we're going to get it today i don't know yep no guarantee that we were going to get any kind of an update just kind of a thought that maybe we would all right so when we come back now on burns and gambo phoenix suns have plenty of foes in the western conference they're going to have to deal with who is the Suns' biggest foe? We'll tell you next here on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. An open-ended Twitter poll question today. Let's get an update on where things stand with that with Eric Ruby here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Rubes, what we got today? Well, after yesterday, we had to pose an open-ended question asking about where people were and how they reacted when they heard the news that Kevin Durant would not be making his home debut tomorrow or yesterday. So here's what a couple people said that I'll ask you guys for your responses. Okay. <laughs> I had to bring it back. <laughs> Sitting in my normal seat in section 110. Drink in hand. Wife has her DA jersey on. I'm in my Booker jersey, ready to rock. The guy next to me leans in and tells us the news. My wife wants to leave. Deflated, we stayed. Booker made it interesting, but gloom everywhere in 110. And from Jeff, he says, I was in my house listening to you guys, the Burns and Gambo podcast. And my response was, not surprised, the sons have always been cursed. Where were you guys? Why did she? She wanted to. The wife wanted to leave. Wanted to leave. You know what? The let's Kevin just, Durant's not playing. Let's get out let's of here. Just go. Wow. Let's be traffic. Let's get out of here now. Jeez. To be fair, the hype building up to it was. Oh well, yeah, but you're huge. there. You might you're as well there. Hey, have a cocktail or two and watch the game for the love of all that's good. Uh, I was in my car. Uh, actually, that guy right there on the other side of the glass, uh, our boss was the one who. That's our boss. Yeah, that's that's him right there. Um, Why did nobody tell me that guy was in charge. He was the one who texted me the news, and I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Huh? Were you? You actually compared it to. 
like the news when we found out that all sports had been no, canceled? No, I, I, don't, I don't compare it to that. I said the thing that's most, I don't compare it to that. The thing that's most vivid of where where were you when this happened? Oh, was when was three the years pan, ago. When the, when the NBA got shut down. I was at a grocery store getting all the essentials for the pandemic. And like our boss like, hey, you need to go on with Luke Lipinski in five minutes. I go, why? The NBA just shut down. There won't be any more games. The season's canceled. Sports is over. Like, oh my, the end of the world. I'll never forget that day as long for, as I live. Ready for the was, zombies to start coming out. That was three years ago. Three years ago, March 11th. Wow. Three years ago when, when I mean, we're, I, we're sitting here watching conference basketball games. And I, I remember watching those and they all just eventually stopped playing. Like there was one game that was like at halftime. I was just watching didn't come it. I was, the second I half. was watching it. It was the Big East tournament. St. John's was playing in the Big East tournament. I was watching the game. It got to halftime. It was halftime, and they never came back on the field to play. The marching band took the field. They refused to yield. Whatever happened, like it's like it's just like I watched the first half. Everybody else had canceled, and the Big East tournament is like we're the Big East. We're gonna play, and, it, and then they come back and like okay, we're not gonna play anymore. The game was over at halftime. Yeah, I was, I was watching the game. That was three years ago, Saturday. Three years ago, man, what a St. John's and who was it? Maybe it was Villanova. Uh, was, was it Marquette? St. John's was playing. I was watching the game. Who was St. John's playing? I can't Saint... remember. I can't remember who they were. I can't remember okay. who they were playing. They canceled the game at halftime. I'm yeah. gonna look it up. That part I remember. Uh, Eric, good poll question today. I like that. I especially enjoy the sad, sappy music in the background. That really flushed it out. Gave it some personality. Therapy. Like that. that was good. Come on, it's therapy. We're all th- we're all in therapy right now. Creighton was Creighton. St. John's and Creighton. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, crazy. It was like so. It was so crazy that time. I don't know if what happened last night rises to the occasion of where were you when, but certainly in our recent history, it does because it was. It was so. We had everybody. I'm not saying we. Everybody been hyping the hell out of that game all day yesterday. So KD, KD, KD. Wait, what? No, KD. And it was so sudden. It was so quick. It was. That's why I didn't. When when Sean texted me the news, I'm like, well, what do you mean? No, KD. What are you talking about? We've been talking about KD all day long. What do you mean, no KD? It was so sudden. And I mean, I think for people who were in the building who were not connected to social media at the time, they had no idea until the no. starting lineups were announced. No. And like, it's Tory Craig, not Kevin. What happened? Well, right? it was so anti- Listen, I mean, is it is it out of the realm of possibility to think that his first home game might be a playoff game? <laughs> like, that could be the first home game he plays it in? It is at least possible. It is as crazy as it is to even suggest it. You you have to at least acknowledge the possibility that that could indeed be the case. I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible. His first home game is going to be a playoff game. Um, what we now know, we don't have any new information about how long he's going to be out or anything like that. But certainly he's going to miss some games. And while we don't know how many, if it's the worst case scenario and he's going to be out four to six weeks and he doesn't rejoin the team until right before the playoffs or maybe even, heaven forbid, after the playoffs start, suddenly where you finish in the West just took on a whole Hold different meaning now. Uh-huh. It did. Uh, you would think in 2-3 you would avoid the 4-5 game. Maybe you avoid the Clippers, the Warriors, and you you, know, you play a weaker opponent. Um, you know, Maybe if you can get to two, maybe you can play somebody from the play-in. Like, you know, that that's a 7 or an eight seed. Now you're looking at it and you figure you've got Sacramento coming up, you got Milwaukee, who's the third team? They got three Golden good State. games or Golden State. The schedule is going to get tough. I mean, it's it's Josh Okogie's going to be starting along with uh Tory Craig in these basketball games. And as good as Booker is, you know, they might be considered shorthanded in some of these games. I would expect that they would be. So now what you want to do is you want to avoid, 
you know, that matchup, especially if Kate, listen, we don't know yet. So this is some speculation. Well, I'll admit that. But if KD does have to miss a lot of time and he's not really back and ramped up into, because there's going to be a ramp up time too. If he misses three weeks, they're not going to just, okay, the doctor's cleared him. Okay, game tomorrow. You're playing. No, the, the Suns are big on the ramp up. Yes, they they're are. They're big on, okay, we're going to ramp him back up. That's another week right there. If he doesn't play to the playoffs, that, that first round matchup, if it's Golden State or if it's the Clippers, could be a lot more dangerous because, you know, he might not be ready or he may not be in sync. And I'm not as worried about the, oh my God, they've only played three games together as some people might be. Mm-hmm. I think they'll figure that out because of who he is. But I just do think like, man, he's, he has missed a lot of time. And I, and if he's, if he's a little rusty and, and they're just, Maybe that's a the first round matchup could burn him. I don't worry about. I'm gonna. I feel like I've been pretty consistent on this one. I'm not gonna worry about him and his ability to adapt to them. I'm gonna worry about their ability to adapt to him. You know, I, I the Akogis of the world, the Tory Craig's of the world, the Ish Wainwrights of the world, right? I mean, they're, they're the ones who have the biggest adjustment. We, we talked to James Jones about that yesterday. He, he's like, the bigger adjustment is not Kevin Durant adjusting to his teammates; it's his teammates adjusting to him. Right. That's the stuff I want him around for. That's right. the reason why I want Kevin Durant around. I, I need them getting used to him. And, and so any game you don't have him deprives you of that. Now, there is, you can call this spin, call this whatever you want. The Phoenix Suns are 16-5 and five in their last 21 games. Kevin Durant's only been around for three of them. You mentioned it, but Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson were around for those they games. They were part for some of those games. For some of those games. Devin Booker was also missing for some of those games. I, they're, they're playing a really good brand of basketball right now with or without Kevin Durant. They've they've played great the last month, month and a half. But yes, Mikel was around for some of that. Cam was around for some of that. But Booker missed some of that. Paul missed some of that. Can I give you a different way to look at it? Sure. Suns never trade. They never trade for Kevin Durant. Okay. And you just find out that Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are lost for the rest of the season. You'd have to think that they're in some trouble. They're in some trouble. For the rest of the regular season? Regular season. Yeah, I would think they're in a little bit of trouble. I, I, I think... I, you lose two key players like that? Yeah. I, I. But now it's, you know, that's if they didn't trade for Durant and you heard two of their key guys were gone and you already didn't have Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. So, like, Kevin Durant, again, maybe he comes back in two weeks. We don't know. We don't know. There's still I no update just, yet. I guess it just depends on how you define trouble. Okay, trouble is that, that's why I'm I'm hemming and hawing on the answer because trouble okay. to me is mm-hmm. trouble to me is you're in danger of falling into the play-in tournament or you're in danger of falling down to the fourth seed or the or maybe not even the fourth. How seed. How about anything outside of four where you don't even have home court advantage? I, I I do not worry about that for the Suns. So five seed, six seed, you're good. I I, I th- no, I mean I think they'll be able to be a top four team. Even with this injury, even if this injury is really bad news, I think they can still be top four. I believe that. I believe I that. I do too. Because I, I, I think that Memphis is going to fall uh, off the face of the earth. Memphis and I think is, you'll pass them no matter what. They've already lost 14 of their last 21. They, yeah, I think, they still don't have jaw. They're, they're, so I, I think they're in trouble. I think they're going to slide big time. I do too. I do too. And so I think that no matter how severe this injury is, I really believe the Suns are going to end up as a top four. In the Western Conference, and so that's what I mean. How do you define big trouble? Right, then that's not. Then 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 everything will be fine. I, then I think they'll be everything okay. will be fine. Everything will be fine. Hang on to a top four seed. 
Get Kevin Durant back before the playoffs, right around the playoffs, and you'll be fine. Now, again, I would worry about the matchup because a four-five matchup is probably going to be a lot different than a you know a two-seven matchup. Yeah. So you could end up with a much more difficult first-round matchup, which you know we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get Look, there. Look, we've said all along, Kevin Durant is one of the most adaptable superstars in the NBA. He has to be now. He has to. They don't have any choice. They're all going to have to be very adaptable to this because they're going to be adapting on the fly depending on how much time he misses. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, right after you text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Tonight is a massive night if ASU wants to be dancing in March. We'll explain why next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, two things I want to pass along real quick before we dive deep into ASU's big game coming up tonight. Uh, thing number one, um, Patrick Ewing got let go as the head coach of Georgetown today. It's about time! <laughs> my God! What was his record as the coach? It wasn't good. I, I don't know if the top oh. of my head it wasn't good. And then thing number two... Um, oh, man, he was so bad. Listen to the wording on this one, because I think that's important here. This is from Tom Palacero of NFL.com and the NFL Network. Okay. Free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will hold a workout for NFL teams Friday in Arizona, according to sources. He's now more than 13 months removed from ACL reconstruction, ready to play, free to sign at any time. Now, note he doesn't say for Arizona. He says in Arizona. In Arizona, okay. In the area where the weather is nice, I would imagine there'll be a bunch of teams there. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be one of the top, if not the top, free agent wide receiver on the, the marketplace. The free agent class is trash. It's not a lot of good players terrible out there. Terrible wide receiver. It's terrible. not very good, which is why the Hopkins thing makes so much sense for a team to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, because I mean, is the, you, the difference between DeAndre Hopkins and the free agent class is through the roof. There's just there's, there's no comparison. So you can get a number one wide receiver in a trade, or you can go get a bunch of number three receivers or take a risk on Odell Beckham Jr. in free agency. Yep, you could. This is, uh, alright, ASU basketball tonight. Caught by Retai. He turns, shoots it up. No good. Rebound is tipped to Retai, and that's the ball game. And the Sun Devils survive in advance with a first round victory in the Pac-12 tournament as Arizona State wins it by the Final score of 63-57. to 57. Obviously very necessary. Oregon State, very bad basketball team. And ASU really had to hold on tight down the stretch to beat a really bad basketball That's team. That's terrible. They had won one game away from home all year. That was on the road against Cal, who was atrocious. That The fact that that was such a close game is, is a little scary. But Arizona State, just they don't shoot the ball very well. They, don't they just shoot don't the ball shoot the ball. Well. They were, what, 39%? It feels like every game ASU is 39%. It feels like every game I ever look at the box score of or watch ASU basketball is rocking about a 39.5% shooting percentage. They can't shoot. Can't shoot. They can't shoot. No, now you got to play USC tonight. I think USC is in, uh, but it, you know, sometimes teams don't. Really like, Arizona oh, Sports. Breaking news. He's coming in with it. Sean Serrania, Phoenix Sun star Kevin Durant, is expected to be reevaluated in two weeks with his left ankle sprain and return based on rehab process. 
Swelling has gone down in the ankle, which Durant injured slipping in pregame warm-ups yesterday. Reevaluated in two weeks. Count the amount of games that is, Burns. Give me a minute here. All right. So reevaluated two weeks from today, reevaluated. That's just reevaluated. He's not playing the game after he gets reevaluated. Okay. But that's at least, what, six games? That is six games. Here are the six games. It's exactly six games. Okay, you ready? Yeah. We'll talk about ASU basketball, I promise, a little later in the show. We're, we're, we've got breaking news. We're going to go with this right now. Here are the six games that he would miss. Home against Sacramento on Saturday. At Golden State on Monday. Home against Milwaukee on Tuesday. Home against Orlando on Thursday. At Oklahoma City on March 19th. At the Lakers on Wednesday, March 22nd. That is exactly two weeks to the day that he suffered the injury against Oklahoma City okay. last night. Now, there's no way that he's playing within a week after the evaluation because of the time off and the ramp up. So give me, give me, go take me one further week because I won't go any further than that. But I think it's safe to say that you're three weeks with him not playing. Okay. If you're going to go th- take one, just one more one week. One more week. Okay. At Sacramento, March 24th. That's a big one. Home against Philly on the second night of a back-to-back. Okay, that's going to be rough. He's not playing in either one of those. At the Utah Jazz on Monday, March 27th. So that brings you to nine games. How many games are left overall right now? 16? 16. Your best-case scenario is that he returned for seven games. I think that's unlikely. But I know this organization, and I know that they're not going to reevaluate him in two weeks and say, okay, he's playing tomorrow against Sacramento. It doesn't work like that. It very rare, it doesn't work like that. I've never seen that. That would be shocking to me because I'm not used to that. The Suns aren't going to have him just rest, 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 and then like, okay, you got to play now because it's got a big game against the Kings. No, they'll they'll ramp him up once he's cleared. They'll ramp him up, and it'll t- that'll take another you know five to six, six, seven days to get him ready to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's the scenario we're looking at right now. Once again, I'll go over these games one more time: home against Sacramento. At Golden State, home against Milwaukee, home against Orlando, at Oklahoma City, at the Lakers, that's two weeks. Then if you go into week three, at Sacramento, home against Philly, at Utah. Three weeks to the day of the injury, the Suns host the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday, March 29th. On that day, that moment, they will have seven games left in the regular season, including, I should add, both of their remaining games against the Denver Nuggets. They have two games left against the Nuggets. Both of those games are in the final seven games of the regular season. Nuggets are going to have nothing to play for. Likely not. Likely, and they're not going to want to show the Suns anything in case defensively, in case they meet up with them. Likely so. I would say the, I would say now that the best case scenario is that he would that he would miss those nine games. Yep, and I probably more than that, but no, to me, no less than nine. To me, no less than nine games. So you're basically baking in, and I think you're right to do this. You're basically baking in an extra week of ramp up time. I, if he's going to be reevaluated in two. Give him another week just to be sure. So this guy missed a lot of time with an MCL injury. Now he's he's got an ankle injury that's going to be that he's going to be out two weeks, at least two weeks. Reevaluate him. Like, look, when they reevaluate, they reevaluated Booker on that Wednesday. It took over a week for him to come back. If you go back to Booker playing, and if I, you know, it was they reevaluated him, and then 
there was a ramp up. I spoke with the Suns about there was a ramp up. There's amount of time they wanted to ramp him up sure. to get him back to play. I don't know why it would be any different for Durant than it was for Booker. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, Woj has jumped in on this. Shams was the one who reported it, and Woj just chimed in. He's saying two to three weeks. So it sounds like Woj is kind of baking in that extra week the, what, the, for what you're talking okay. about. Now, now, I'm not trying to be, hey, here's the look at the bright side of life guy. But let's look at the bright side of this for just a second. That gets him back during the regular season. And that gives you seven games, 10 days or so, two weeks or so, to kind of figure things out before you start the playoffs. The absolute worst case scenario was that he's not able to come back until after the playoffs have started. That would have been trouble. That would have been problematic, especially depending on who you were playing in the first round. At least in this scenario, you get him back in time to try to figure some stuff out before the playoffs start. Right? Right. At least you give yourself seven, eight games worth of action. Now, the, the big question, which will continue to be the big question, is can the Suns hang in there when it comes to their record and their place in the standings so that they don't suffer a lot without Kevin Durant? Because let's look at, again, who they're missing there. I won't go through it game by game. The tough ones that they're missing, most of them are this week. Honestly, most of them are three games and four nights against the Kings, the Warriors, and the Bucks. That's a brutal stretch. It is. That's a hellish three and four for the Suns right could there. could lose all three. Potentially, you could lose all three of those no, games. Now, because they've got Devin Booker, I wouldn't say that they would do that. But, but then after that, Orlando, Oklahoma City again, the Lakers, who knows what to make of them. Then it ramps up again with games at Sacramento, home against Philly, and then you're at Utah. They seem to be fading a little bit. There's two pockets of toughness that he's going to miss. The ones coming up this weekend, Sacramento, Golden State, Milwaukee. Bang, bang, bang. Three games in four nights. The next one is that brutal back-to-back at Sacramento, home against Philadelphia on a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, Those are the two pockets of toughness that the Suns are going to have to weather without Kevin Durant. So the last day that Devin Booker was reevaluated from his injury that had him missed like, what, 17, 18 games? Yeah. He was reevaluated on Wednesday, February 1st. He did not play again until the following Tuesday against Brooklyn, almost a full week later. Okay. So... It was Which kind of fits in with your ramp up theory. That that's that's what they do. I like this is that's how that's what they do. So Booker got reevaluated on Wednesday, February first. He did not play on the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. That's he played seven days later. Yeah, on the seventh against Brooklyn. Shams just followed up with this tweet: The Suns and Durant are hopeful of progress during the reevaluation window that allows for the thirteen-time All Star to return to action shortly after two weeks. Good news for KD in Phoenix following scary fall and warm up. Shortly after. Shortly after. So not in so two again, weeks, but yeah. a couple day, couple of games. Might be I, four I, games or I think might you're be on four it. days or no, five. But I, I think you're on it. I think it's it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be more than two weeks. Hopefully, it's not more than three. Hopefully, that ramp up is no more than a week long. I think you're on it. I think you're on it. The question now that I think we're gonna ask when we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, we're gonna stay with this. Is this Good news? Question mark? That's next on the Birds and Gambo Show.